Okay, let's get started here. Ah, I don't want that. Go back over here. Here we go. Check connection. Hopefully you have a good signal here. I know. Okay. No, I think we're good. We're good. All right. Okay. And we are live. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to... Where am I? Rassant Products. Rassant Products. <laughs> I'm being silly, guys. <laughs> of course I'm a Rassant. I'm in beautiful Long Beach. And it's so nice and just cool here. Unlike Ontario, which is really warm. But I have a very good friend next to me. Andrew is the proprietor, esteemed proprietor of this wonderful establishment. I met him years ago. He used to work at Karma. I knew him when he worked there, which is great. Thank you, Benamino. Good seeing you. Enthusiast Media, good afternoon. Chineme, Keduki, GT3, good seeing you. Porsche Power, indeed. Real fight, real fighting light. No, fighting fitness. There you go. Veloster and good seeing you, sir. Long time no speak. Hello, Enthusiast Media. Uh, good evening as well. Multicart, where are you? Greetings, Essex. I'm close to you in Orange, near Orange County. Pretty much. South LA. South LA. So we're very close to Orange County. So, Andrew, why don't you tell us about where we are? Where is this? Right. So what are we we're, about here? We're in Long Beach and uh, we do automotive for uh, Porsches. So, Porsche aftermarket. So, Porsche aftermarket. you can hear our machine beeping in the background yes. there. And that's nice uh, pause back there. Uh, so, we do uh, air cooled Porsche uh, engine management systems and individual throttle bodies. Nice. And you guys know I'm a big advocate of ITBs. I love individual throttle bodies. He has his own. Designs. I don't know. Do you have a sample of prototype you can show us? Yeah, absolutely. Let me grab something. So he's going to grab something in the meantime. Hello. Oh, thank you so much for the kind words. Excellent. Yes, I love the shirt too. Thank you so much. Um, Hector's asking, is Pure better than Amazon? Absolutely. Um, hello, Shell. Good seeing you. And not only does it have a much better base compound, the added package is amazing. So compared to the all you mentioned, with Pure All, I've seen a lot more sh a stable, um, sheer stability chemical resilience and also heat resilience and on the dyno a little bit more power which is great as well so if you haven't tried it try it you will love it indeed you know desert inc is asking has rw ever come to my shop yes we have and it's my totally my fault my fault indeed we have built six rwb cards on the kai which is great you know so thank you so much so um that being said this Andrew's back with yeah. this beautiful. I, that's gorgeous. I've got some goodies here. So this is what that's we're beautiful. machining right now. Okay. So he's doing this first operation. So he's machining this well. in-house, which is great. He's doing this in-house right now. Hello, Shell. Good seeing you, indeed. Yes, we do offer Veloster R spec tuning. We do, indeed. That's beautiful, isn't it? Look at that. Thank you. And uh, here's a full assembly. Wow. So Finished all product. All pieces, you know, put together and. And am I looking at twin? Am I looking at dual fuel rails? So one of them is actually idle air. So okay, very nice. I said connected. With an electronic very idle nice. Control. Very nice. Look at that, guys. It's beautiful. It is a work of art. You know it's Omar. <laughs> Thank you so much. Hello, Falcon Lover Zach. Good seeing you, indeed. Yeah, the CNC machine is running away. And what do you have? A, how many axes is that back there, by any chance? It's a five axis. So. It's a proper one. <laughs> it's a nice, proper uh, one, indeed. We can do a lot of this in one uh, cycle. So yes. rather than pulling oh, apart. Chinem is asking, did you make this part on the UMC? We do, yeah. He does, because I think Chinem works for Haas, which oh, is interesting. Nice. Oh, that's cool. It's really nice, you know? When is the Turbo ITB Platinum coming, Andrew, asked Signature 911. Oh, we're working on it, Jason. Oh, you know who that is. <laughs> 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 Five axes, absolutely. Ooh, says Throttle Rhythm. Thank you so much. Now, we did have a question come up on my feed this morning when I announced I was coming here. Okay. An individual asked, how important is it for us to come up with products for the air cooled market that are carbon legal? Is there a market for that and how important is it? I know, it's a good question. I, it's something we 
we definitely debate, you know, versus keeping it uh, off-road only components. Um, you know, the challenge is, uh, is just how limiting they'd be on cam specs and, uh, you know, it'd be just like a slight bump from CIS. So uh, it takes away some of the fun of the modifying, you know? So yeah, it's, it's a good question. Yeah, so it, it's a bit of a challenge to, and quite expensive, quite cost prohibitive, to allow things to become, you know, approved by the California Air Resource Board. It's quite a bit, quite involved. But is there an opportunity maybe uh, to keep things smug legal? Would there be that much fun, much, fun, much more power? I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, it's a good yeah, question. I think that there's another uh, portion of that is all the variants. You know, there's the three liter and early port. Understood. And, port, and these are all different uh, carb tests. Yes. Carb, ver carb verification. So, I feel you. nervous holding this. so beautiful, you know? Oh yeah, Chino Mestensi does work at Haas. Oh, oh nice. and we Parse is asking, how we're doing, we're great. Um, <laughs> Corvo says, I have a guest. Yes, I do. So forgive me, Andrew. Please introduce yourself again. That's okay. Because yeah. some guys missed it. Please share who you are. Yep, I'm Andrew with Rissant Products. So we're doing uh, aftermarket Porsche engine and engine management system parts. Yes, that's it. So he he's being actually quite, how should I say? He is, Andrew's being very humble. He is a very creative engineer, which by the way, in our community, we lack a lot. A lot of my peers just tend to mimic, improve on, sometimes just continue to stay in the same loop over and over again and stay within this box. Um, I'm pleased to share that Andrew's one of those engineers like myself who think out of the box and want to create things that are enjoyable and useful and also can improve the quality of driving, which is great. So. That's why him and I get along so much. We've worked on projects in the past. The K3V, he did my entire chassis harness. He's a very talented individual. Um, the um, beautiful 935 that came from the UK that has those crazy turbos in the rear, the race service one, he did the full wiring harness on that as well. Very talented. Just a great engineer, an all-around great guy as well, you know? Thank you so much, Throttle. Rhythm says, uh, much like myself, very humble. I appreciate that. but. He, he's a great guy. Ricky and Andrew says 100%. No, my pleasure indeed. It's, it's not very common to see engineers who really think out of the box and do things right and want to do things properly, which is good, you know? So, um, Rod Motorsport asked a good question, which both you and I could probably answer. Um, what is your thoughts on dimpling, porting, and polishing on ports, on intake? Have you done experimentation with that, with dimpling, uh, like golf ball dimpling on intake ports? I haven't, no. So, um, Rod, I've been fortunate enough where I did do quite a bit of that in my drag racing days, and there are huge benefits on that. So here's what happens. Especially with the older type of injectors we had back in the day where the spray pattern atomization wasn't very nice, the fuel tends to have a propensity to adhere to the walls of the port. What I've noticed is when you do put a dimpling capability, similar to what you may see on golf balls, the fluid can hit that and reintroduce itself into the suspension of air. So I don't see a much wall wetting. I don't have to do crazy things, especially with stage injection. And I do see some power because of it. So that being said, it's an advantage. It's a very challenging, painstaking task to explore, but it can be great indeed, you know? How far from my shop in Ontario are you, he's asking. Uh, you're in Ontario, right? Yeah, so how far? Oh, from, your shop <laughs> from here to here. So what was it today? Like an hour? An hour. Yeah. So it's about an hour drive, and I was, I was misbehaving. I drove. I didn't drive. A, I didn't drive a Porsche today. Oh. I brought a Veloster N, which I'm getting data on, which is great. Eddie's laughing at us. It's pretty funny. <laughs> Blue Porsche. Is that a twin turbo? You're asking right there. Is that a twin turbo? You know, it's a it's a turbo look car, so it's a wide fender flare, but it'll stay a, a 3.8 NA. Oh, so it's going to be natural spray, which I love. That car actually looks like it's very familiar. You you know that car. Yeah, right? it kind of kind of housed it for a few years, which you is interesting. Yeah. You know. Um, <laughs> 
Do you guys do tune ECUs or do any of third-party programs? What is that? Uh, we do for uh, uh, all the Porsche airport cars. So do you use a factory ECM or do you do aftermarket standalone? So it's, it's always aftermarket. Okay, so standalone is what he, he prefers. And I prefer that too because it allows us to do a lot more with fail-safes. For sure. It allows us to do a lot more with flexibility. It allows us to... And some of these cars are really old. I'm not a huge advocate of the older harnesses. They tend to get old and brittle. Right. It's good to lay in something that's mil-spec, like what you do, that's beautiful and new and fantastic. And, and that, that's what we should do, you know? Um, oh, <laughs> so Warrior Fella says we should protect ourselves. Yes, we did check before we got together. So he's properly. Did you check? Because I did. I hope he's okay. I'm good. <laughs> he's good. Sorry for being money. It's my philosopher says the RSpec. Ah, send me a DM here and I, hopefully I can help you with that indeed, you know? Have any of you touched 3D printing for your builds or certain car parts? We've had some of our uh, like prototype parts uh, 3D printed. Yes. It's nice, it's just a quick turnaround, low right. cost, and you can verify like geometry of a new design part. So uh, that's how we've utilized it the yes. most. Um, how about you? I use it a lot. Um, I have a Flash Forge unit my, in my own office that no one touches. <laughs> and I use exclusive guys. I sent you a design recently. I, I validated it first by 3D printing it and fitting it before okay. I sent it to you. Yeah. So I'm, I don't have the advantage of having this beautiful five access to my facility yet. So what I've done is, and I do this, I tend to partner with companies. If it's something I can do in-house, I tend to partner with companies that can do a good job. So just like wiring with some of my cars, I partner with him and have him execute that for me. And so some of my parts, 3D parts, I'm gonna give him a whirl as well, see what he can do to help me out, which is great. So I use 3D printing exclusive a lot in validation in my facility. Sometimes if it's a part that doesn't, that doesn't need to be exposed to a lot of heat, Mm -hmm. and a lot of stressors, I will actually put the part in service to test it in the real world and see what happens, you know? Sorry, I was tardy, says Relentless Racing, and you, you guys are gonna make Andrew mad at me today. People are asking, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> so once again, yeah. Relentless Racing, here's nearby, he's not too far from me, he lives in Long Beach, great engineer as well. Okay. I've learned a lot from racing from him. So for those who are joining now, Andrew, they can you share again who you sure, are yeah. and where we are. Yeah, please. so my name's Andrew. Uh, we're at our shop here in Long Beach. It's uh, Rissant Products, yes. and we do uh, aftermarket Porsche uh, engine uh, parts and engine builds and uh, engine management systems. So Beautiful. Also an engineer, and yes. uh, yeah. See, there you go, AJ, a fellow peer and doing great things. Uh, BC, have you done 3D scanning for making parts and then expect the options for hobby EV converters? So, conversions you mean? Um, yes, I have. I just did one. The last 3D scan I did was two Saturdays ago. And yes, I do tend to use that to scan my engine bays for the conversions. Luckily for me, I don't have to replicate the scans for, let's say, a large or small LDU. Um, LDU or SDU, because we have access to that already. It's easily available. Do you do any scanning here as well? Uh, we've done a little bit. Okay. You know, it's, it's tough. The scan data itself isn't always the most useful it's very true. easy to modify and so. the equipment is expensive my it goodness is, the yeah. Arctic stuff is just I think $13,000 with my hookup price which is amazing wow. um, oh Paul missed it Paul said I asked BC earlier thoughts on the market for carb approved aftermarket for the 76 and newer air cooled engine so Paul you missed it I brought up your question Andrew answered it with great vigor I'm gonna post this up after our interaction today I'll also have it on YouTube very soon as an archiving opportunity. And if you have your favorite podcast opportunities that you listen to, whether it's Anchor or Spotify or iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts, just do a search for BC Moto and you'll see this up there as well. So we'll have it here, you know? 
Andrew, which Porsche do you like for a budget, mild track build? You know, I think there's a lot of good value in uh, like the mid-70s, like the early impact bumper cars. Okay. Uh, it's still a great chassis, and uh, in many cases it's coming with an upgraded engine. Yes. Uh, at least at this time, it's not as, uh, cost you know, cost <laughs> and, uh, you know, all original numbers matching importance, you know. So I Understood. think that those will make a really good, like, entryway into the air-cooled and that classic chassis feel. Yeah, AJ, so he mentioned, you know, mid-70s, 911, you know, impact bumper style. Um, can not too crazy and can do quite well for you. I know he was looking at, I think AJ last time we spoke was trying to decide between either a GT3, okay. a newer water cool setup, or something old school where he can kind of make his own. Yeah. So, um, but he, he's hardcore on tracking. Mm. Um, Andrew, do you have stuff for the 944 Astro Ricky? Um, not yet, Ricky. Um, we, uh, we'd like to. We've talked to a local guy about doing a setup, but it hasn't happened yet. Not quite yet. Ricky, I'm trying to convert you to the EV stuff. What are you doing here? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> okay, where are you from, buddy? Um, I'm from Nigeria, but I'm, my facility is in Ontario. Are you from originally from Southern California? I'm from Minnesota, actually. So I remember I that. Yeah. He's from Minnesota, but now he's in beautiful Long Beach. So that's no, it, no you know? Back. Have you ever worked on a 959? I haven't. Have you? A 959? Yeah. No, I'd yeah. love to. <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be an honor. Yeah. Never had the opportunity. That's my jam, says Signature 911. Good job. Hello, I finally cut my hair. Interesting screen name, but thank you for joining us nonetheless. I'm here at Rassant Products in Long Beach, California. He does wonderful things with 911s. He's dabbled a little bit with water cool stuff, but his, his, his primary focus is on air-cooled beautiful vehicles. And just like myself, he loves infusing modern technology into these classic beautiful old chassis, which is great, you know? Oh. Best advice I received in racing was, when start, buy something you don't mind smashing because it will happen. <laughs> well, then I'm in big trouble then, because I buy a whole lot of crazy things I shouldn't. Uh, five axis parts, AJ Mc... AJ. Oh, he wants to see some parts. Oh, some parts, okay, no worries. I was going to ask him to elaborate, but I'm be right better than me. There's there you go. A, this is the first operation of the five axis. Beautiful billet. And then uh, here's the final assembly. Beautiful, gorgeous, gorgeous. It has that nice old school feel to it, but it's beautiful. It's just entrenched in modern tech, which is great, you know? Do you have, let's see, does Honda FRM liners present any issues regards to performance? No issues unless you start pushing the boundaries of pressure in the cylinders. So what I mean by that is, you see some of the FRM liners that typically exist in the H23s, um, some of the S3000s, some of the H22s, they're fine and dandy because it allows for an interface where the rings don't... This what we do with Alice here. And those liners allow for a great opportunity for sealing and not much friction because we see so much power loss or energy being absorbed by the friction of the rings on the cylinder, right? So Alice seal, nickel seal, even FRM allows for the opportunity. And it's, believe it or not, pretty cost effective for the manufacturers because they don't have to invest heavily in impregnating steel liners into aluminum housings. However, when you start pushing the boundaries, boosting, 15, 20, 30, 40, 50 PSI, they don't fare very well because once again, the lines are steel, aluminum, and they tend to fracture. I've fractured Porsche ones, I've fractured Honda ones, and the only way around that for me is to somehow impregnate Dr. Iron Sleeves. So I hope that helps. Hello, SB Machine, good seeing you. Do you have a main rod bearing tolerance recommendation for the use of 0W20? I do, but it has a lot to do with the oil pumps. I don't know if you have any thoughts on that. Um, yeah, I'm curious on your thoughts. I exist in the teens, the low teens. I've gone as far as 
eight tenths to the low teens and 12s, 13s, but my pump have, has to have a capability. So I tend to stick with oil pumps in the genre where that is allowed and supported. If you have an oil pump design that is primarily utilized in 5W30, 10W40 assemblies, I wouldn't use that. But if you have some of the newer ones with tighter tolerances or you have an aftermarket dry sump pump that allows you to use that, by all means, the tight tolerances are the way. I tend to, I tend to rate my oil use based upon my bearing currents. Okay. And when I go much looser, of course, I use much thicker oil because I want that boundary layer to exist to prevent metal-to-metal contact. Right. Um, and it's hard to break that hydrodynamic wedge, but you do want to obey and respect the oil clearance opportunities there. So that's what I tend to do. Build a hybrid KAW, huh? Build a hybrid KAW K-Series BC. So, with cost in mind, an integrated motor assist would be quite prohibited, where I can take an electric, let's say, axial right. motor mm -hmm. and put between the flywheel and the, the gearbox or engine and gearbox, that would be quite prohibitive. I think, based upon the logic and cost, having a petrol take care of two wheels and the other non-drive wheels being electric would be an easier, more customer thing for me. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, so, but I don't have any plans for that in the, in the, in the meantime, unless American Honda signs up to do something. I don't have plans for that right now, you know? Nice to meet you as well, Motive Art Design. Good seeing you. Thank you so much, Fox Design. Good seeing you. Hit up Bill Gates. He has a 99. <laughs> okay. Thanks for the Bring kind words. Uh, we'll look into that post haste, you know? Looks like it could be coming out of the hood on a muscle car. It does. It looks really nice. It looks it looks rustic, but it's it's beautiful. I mean, and that's what you need. You don't want something that looks too crazy advanced, but you want to open the hood and has that that I don't know if that's what you're shooting for, but it looks yeah, like that to me. But absolutely. you want to have that mystique and beauty of something old and classic. Yeah. But you don't want the mechanical injection. I mean, I don't want it. I don't care right. much for distributors and all that fun stuff, but that would be really good, you know? Yeah. And we try to complement the classic styling. Of course. And not, of uh, course. Not be overbearing with yes, the parts. Yes, 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 yes. Um, Wheel 5 access systems stay incredibly expensive, asks Cobalt, for a long time, or are they companies exploring inexpensive? Under five, ooh, under five grand solutions. Why'd you take that away, <laughs> sir? Yeah, because I already know the answer to that, but I'm just letting Andrew handle that yeah, one. Yeah, I'd say the five-axis machine costs are going down, you know, noticeably. But um, to be in that range, you know, you're probably looking at more of like the 3D printing solutions, yeah, understood. Like add some kind of additive manufacturing. Even metal 3D printing is a lot more expensive than that. I mean, yeah, nowadays, right. I mean, I even priced some as recently as a couple weeks ago. And they're still in the third diesel one. They're still in $30,000 range. Diesel yeah. ones, you know? And it's very limited footprint, all that stuff. Yeah, right. Um, Lucas Weisberg has a question. I think it's good for you, Andrew. What do you think of high horsepower Cayman race cars versus the 911 variants? You know, I, I have yet to drive a high horsepower Cayman, so Ooh. if somebody has one... We I'm may have to change that. <laughs> we Guys, we, yeah. he wants to drive a high horsepower Cayman. And I can tell from my experience, there's something to be said about the balance of the mid-engine. It, it just, yeah. it's very forgiving, it handles very well, and when you combine that balance and improve suspension, I should say, because the mm -hmm. suspension I noticed on the Cayman's on as robust, mm -hmm. on as appealing as the 911s, if you can combine a better suspension and a mid-engine layout with the 911 power, it's game over for the 911. <laughs> it really is. So, it's very little wonder that Porsche, as a manufacturer, didn't give the Cayman, the exception of the GT4, didn't give the standard came in the power and the, the poise of 911 because yeah. 
it would be a 9-11 killer, dare I say. It's crazy. Okay. Hello, Sonic FKA. Good seeing you. I like your show, says Movie Car Design. How often do you do this? Every Tuesday, 12 p.m. Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, on Finley. This is my 155th episode complete, like nonstop. And I always do it. Now, I rarely have guests. And when I do, I'm very selective. So, you know, we have people like my good friend Andrew here. We've done stuff with the guys from uh, Brixton Forge. We've done stuff at Turbonetics with the engineers there. Uh, we have something set up with Canoe coming up very soon. Uh, we've done one at Karma, which is pretty nice. So it's very, very selective. Not for everyone, but that's how special he is. He's a great guy. He is great. Uh, He's in great company. Um, hello, Skaza Sarah. Good seeing you. What's up? Rolling Art Eddie. Long time no see. Build a time attack Hyundai and totally up to Honda. So one thing people, it's great. By the way, I love that you suggested that, uh, Guapo. A lot of my family here, they think that I just have this budget that's mm -hmm. indistinguishable and I just build cars. <laughs> but the thing, the truth of the matter is, and Hedy's here to attest to that, we, didn't, we tend to uh, have the partnerships of OEMs. So mm -hmm. they tend to help us significantly. Who am I fooling? They pay for the bills, pretty much, and allow us to do those things. And many times I tend to build something mild and wild, and most of the time the mild ones are kind of something old school and the wild ones are pretty new. But sometimes we do vice versa. But those bills come to life, including the one I drove today, courtesy of the OEMs. So sure, the OEMs giving us the opportunity to build it. It's, it's a bit challenging to make some of those things happen, you know? I'm messing up here. Okay. Um, classic design. With a bit of modern innovation. Well done, sir, says Throttle Rhythm. Thank you. Is Andrew ooh, a semi Porsche purist? He's opposed to case swapping a Porsche. Oh. I'm, I'm gonna go lay down over here <laughs> and have him. Act. Mm. Oh, great, great. <laughs> so, why don't you share? Are you a purist? Yeah, uh, you know, in some ways I am. Um, I certainly appreciate what you did with the 935. You know, I. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be the first to say uh, it was a great build. And, um, you know, the to me the flat six has so much character though, and uh, it's the sounds it makes, it's how it pulls through the rev range, and uh, it's it's hard for me to see him go in these cars. So I'm definitely, you know, a big proponent of keeping with that classic air cooled build. Understood. So I guess you are opposed to case swapping, unfortunately. Yeah, it wouldn't be my first choice. Okay. Are you opposed to water cool flat sixing these chassis? Um, That's my question now. I think it's interesting. I mean, the, the, if you can make a case, you know, I think the the weight addition uh, is tough. You know, it's great to keep a light chassis, and uh, but hey, that's a really good way to get horsepower. <laughs> it is a good way. Now, I appreciate, just Andrew, I do appreciate the air-cooled mills. I really do. Um, I'm just not a fan of the older technology. I'm just not. I'm not a yeah. fan of two-valve sender. I, I feel there's a lot of opportunity there. Um, I like I like really impregnating the the, the water cooled newer power plants. I love putting yeah. newer Metzgers in there. Mm -hmm. um, my wife and I were talking about recently maybe building something with PDK flat six. Just you know, I, I just like, but I like how they look. Good. Look at so right behind Andrew here is his vehicle. Guys, you look at it like oh what a gorgeous long nose right or long hood whatever you want to call it. But it didn't look like this when I met him. It didn't look anything like this. <laughs> yeah, these impact bumpers. It looked like a standard. Old school G body. It looked like it to me, like a red G body. And look what he did, cause it's gorgeous. So it's so beautiful. And I like the fact that he put a, a you know what? P 
people give me so much crap about like changing. And he put it's beautiful multi dash. He still has multi dash. Yeah, right? it does. Right. He has a beautiful digital dash. It's gorgeous. So he tastefully put in modern elements into this gorgeous car, backdated it to make it even more classic. He has a 911R hinges in the rear where the deck comes up completely like there's a 4180. He did a great job in this car. It's gorgeous. But it's also entrenched in modern technology. And for, to the untrained idea, like, oh, that looks cool. But the more you look, the more you see, which is great. Mm -hmm. I like to take that even further. Like, I really am a, I'm power crazy. I'm just, it's yeah. disgusting. So <laughs> I'm crazy about power. So I, I'm, I lean four left when it comes to what Andrew's doing. But it's good. It's good. But that's a great question, Renless. But no, no case. I'm not for case swapping. Yeah. As much as I love, I, I can't, I'm kind of not, not, my, not my thing, you know? Are there real gains using a Motex system while keeping the viral RAM intake? Uh, there can be gains for sure. I think just uh, anytime you can custom tune for that engine and that exact setup, you're definitely going to see gains. Uh, and the factory is definitely conservative in how yes. it's setting up its architecture and it's, uh, it's, it's kind of one for all rather than uh, just for your engine. So I agree. Definitely you can see some uh, some good improvements. I agree. And still control the Vario RAM. Absolutely. Which is nice. Absolutely. Good, good answer. Thank you for 997. C what do you think of Roof? Uh, they're an impressive company. Yes, Roof's they are. I'd, I'd love to drive one someday. <laughs> hey, Roof 3800S, make it happen. Yeah, canoe, by all means. I will be there very soon. Um, oh, what do you all prefer? These are great questions. Wow, we got a great question today. What do you all prefer? Air-cooled or water-cooled Porsche? So instead of mixing and matching, let's just stick to the chassis. Mm -hmm. What do you prefer? So, you know, I think they both have their purpose, and right in everybody's ideal world, you have multiple cars right. for different <laughs> events. <laughs> um, so my uh, latest water-cooled uh, 911 was the 996. Nice. So I have a lot of experience with that car, and obviously it's uh, leagues different from the newest right. 992, 991s, but um, to me, it felt like a great high-speed, you know, track car. I right. saw a lot of potential there. Um, but doing Canyon Days with it, it just felt almost, uh, you know, too capable, you know, Interesting. The, the air cooled, you just feel every corner and right. you've got a little bit of body roll in there, but that's part of the fun of them. So I think it depends on what you're doing, you know? So if, if it's safe to say that with the air cooled, you feel more connected to the road? Yeah. With the, with the liver cooled, the newer generations, you, is this, there's this baffle or boundary or something that kind of keeps you away from it a little bit. Is that what you're saying? I think to some extent. Makes it easier to drive, but for us enthusiasts, you kind of want to feel the pavement. You want to feel right. the air? Yeah. I actually agree with him. Um, from an from a enjoyment perspective, it's one of the reasons why you know the K3 he, he brought up that he helped me with, um, that we electrified. I really love driving that car. It's really fun. It feels, smells like a like an old school 911. Um, but when I drive it, it's just, it just blows my mind each time and I feel more connected with the road. Um, we also have a 991 mm -hmm. and that feels very comfortable, very Grand Touring-ish. Right. Um, still a lot of fun. And very easy to create power with, by the way. I mean, it's just keystrokes with a flash can make a lot of power. So um, it doesn't feel as, 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 as raw. For sure. However, if I had to choose one to drive for the rest of my life, I would probably choose comfort <laughs> over, <laughs> over connection with the road. So from a comfort perspective, I say water-cooled for me. From a pure automotive enjoyment and just, you know, just, just connection with the, with the, with the tarmac, the, the old school ones, by all means. Yeah, How about you? It's a good answer. Yeah, yeah I think thank you. Uh, I would say the same. I think the, they each have their purpose. And, yes. Uh, as I get older and the family's growing and everything, it's uh, yes. It's, I, I <laughs> like the comfort. So. I understood. <laughs> you know, 
let me know when I'm a systems engineer there now. We'd love to see you again, BC. Sounds good. Oh, you are? Okay, so you guys in Torrance, I will let you know. I'll post when I'm going to be there. I'd love to meet you, Signature 911. Um, oh, hey, they told us something about the experience center. I don't know what that is, you know? Um, do you think the Hyundai and should have been all right? Yeah. But you know what? Baby steps. Baby steps, by all means. Oh, God, it's quite. Oh, my God. I need to come here. I need to come here more often. I need to come back here again, you know? Um, I would be the first customer if you could put a PDK on my 993. I'm telling you. Hey, you see, people, yeah. they want that stuff. It's, when the PDK first was introduced on paper first, I didn't know, like, I read about it. It was years before it came out mm -hmm. to market. I said, what is Porsche? Come on, really? I mean, do we need another Chectronic? I mean, that's what I said. Right, yeah, should, it makes sense. Not that I should say that, but that's what I said. And when I drove it, it, it performs. Mm -hmm. But it takes away the ability to, it's that connection once again, stop there, you know? But we do have clients who want PDK in the Edward setups. And I was, I was really, really considering it. And it still may happen. It still may, you know? So um, the first thing that I have to do is get one that I can mess around with. Mm -hmm. So I can grab data if I can. I can go connect to all the solenoids and see what frequency and what it's actually doing to mimic what it's done along. Right. So that's the first thing I have to do. I can't just blindly grab one and throw in the car like, okay, let's see what's going to happen. I, have, I need data. I need to be able to to mimic what the factory does. So that's probably one of the things that's kind of pushed me back. And I kind of don't want to do that to a perfectly beautiful, like if I can't see like, I wouldn't want to do that. <laughs> It'll have to be a car that I might be beating up on or maybe yeah. that's like from the auctions or something like that. So right. that may be still a few months away for it to happen. But thank you 9972C2. I will take that. I will take that heavy consideration. Oh, we've met before. Is J oh my God, it's Jason. What the hell? Of course we met. You know Jason. Right? I do know Did Jason. you know it was him? Of course, yeah. Oh my God. Jay, I'm sorry, Jason Glanville. I'm so sorry. I didn't know it was you. But I'm coming to Canoe. We miss you at AEM. You and I, him and I just had a good discussion the week that he, he used to work at AEM, the week he yeah. left AEM. Yeah. Oh, okay. Of course I was like, I was sad. And yeah. then, then their team, um, Bob reached out to me and said, hey, let's do something together. We really like what you're doing and we're going to show you some cool stuff. Which I think I'm going to go there and my mind's going to be blown. Hopefully, guys, I don't go working there because I may go there and do something silly. Anyway, okay. Hey, he says you take a GT2 any day. I bet you would. Damn. That's a big car. Yeah, it's a big car. Okay. Uh, and expensive too. Okay. Hey, BC, if I bring in a decent A1 head, could you build it? I could, but you have to wait a long, long, long time. Team and I had a meeting. I may be shutting down for a few months. Wow, just to that? catch up. Oh, just to... It's bad. Yeah. It's well. really... It's bad. It's bad. Hey, tell me how bad it is. Really yeah, bad. I'd love to hear about it. It's bad. So, um, if you're not gonna do stuff, you need to do a lot of stuff because I, 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 I'm, I'm, anyway. Okay, sorry guys, you guys don't hear about that. All these hearts, I appreciate that. The most reliable inline engine. Inline. Inline four, inline six, inline four. Believe it or not, what we beat up to madness and doesn't die. You know what? The D16A1 from Honda. Or the 4AGE from Toyota. To some extent. Ah, I take that back. Inline 4, D16A6 from Honda. That thing is ridiculous. They're still running to today. It's 300,000 miles, no problem. Inline 6, dare I say the 2JZ? That's my opinion. I don't know what your thoughts are. But that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's I know, my I thoughts. Was, I went right to inline 6. That's yeah, okay. <laughs> went right to inline 6. So he agrees with me, so it has some merit, see? Mm -hmm. Hey BC, your work is great. I'm watching you in, from Paris. 
thank you so much. I know you guys are having so much rubbish going on in France, so I hope you stay safe out there and hope all this nonsense comes to pass. But stay safe indeed, brother. Good seeing you. I'm back in Cali for a test in a couple weeks. You better not be closed for my visit. Uh-oh. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's up to Lindsay. She does all my scheduling. I just work there, you know? Black to, B Black to Menace or BK to Menace says to Jay-Z. Yeah, I agree with you, sir. I agree. And, and he agrees as well, you know? I would like to have an old-school Porsche air-cooled with, with Weber carbs. So, what are your thoughts on that? Because unbeknownst to a lot of people, I don't think you know this, I used to be sponsored by Weber, Italy, um, in my drag racing days. So I'm extremely intimate with DCOE and DCSP Webers. Side drafts, not down drafts, but of course these typically use down drafts. What are your thoughts on Webers in Porsches? I mean, uh, our focus is always uh, EFI, right? So we, yes. it's uh, just seeing the advantages of what you can do with that more modern engine control tech. Um, but in general, I, you know, I know Webers are a common carbureted option. Uh, but come with their limitations. They do. And and Andrew hit the nail on the head, on the proverbial head, severe limitations. When you hit very strong corners, when you have a lot of fun with the 911s, the float bowls, the fuel in the float bowls tend to slosh over. You tend to get that little intermittent feel because you get air introduced into the jet stream. Um, above and beyond that, even though back in the day it had superb atomization with today's injection and injectors and pentos and this, we can better the optimization may succeed from carburetors. Um, one thing that was a problem for me, but I turned into a benefit, was I couldn't get a perfect air, air fuel ratio throughout the entire RPM. Mm, it was impossible right. for me to do it. I can change emulsion tubes, I can change my jets, I can do my main jets to affect the bottom to middle, I can do my idle jets to affect the bottom to the bottom of that, mid, the middle of the bottom, I can use my air jets for the higher RPM, but if I wanted a perfect AFR, I could not achieve it. And I couldn't run exotic fuels either. There's just so many limitations. But with fuel injection, I can command any ratio I want. Right. I can command different ratios on the fly. I can have something for extreme economy. I can have something for great power. I can have something for, for stoichiometry, for clean burn. There's so many things I can do. So there's a lot more flexibility and control with, with modern day fuel injection that I just couldn't do with cars. And nowadays, with you creating beautiful wares like that, we can have the look of the, of the downdrafts, but the advantage, we either take an attitude, we can have the look and advantages, you know? I appreciate your enthusiasm, Caesars Z85. Appreciate that indeed. Um, I'm not running for office, but I appreciate, I appreciate you sharing that debate. Thank you so No, no, not, not, not quite, you know? Meth injection on my R spec, worth it or no? Car is FBO, by the way, waiting to tune from you. So, you have an R spec, and you are running a factory ECU with water methanol. So here's my thing. We're in California. I can possibly get you some reliable power as is without the water methanol. The challenge I have with tuning a factory ECU with a standalone water methanol unit is when I optimize his tune using water methanol and God forbid his controller goes south or his tank goes empty, I have nothing to send a signal to for a failsafe to add fuel and retard timing when his tank is empty or his controller is messed up. And that scares me. Yeah. So with standalones, I'd say absolute problem. I drove my blue 911 for, since 2008, um, with water methanol, with success. I'll give the car keys to the media. They'll drive it, Matt Farrell will take it. Spike Ferenstein will take it. Jay Leno, they'll just take the car and just do whatever they want, bring it back. 
And I never had to worry because I had all my proper fail safes in place because I had a standalone, I had an AM. But with the factory ECU, if you want reliable power, which I assume that's what you're looking for, I can do that without the additional challenge of not being able to save this power plant mm -hmm. if something goes wrong. I'm a, I'm a huge advocate of fail safes. I'm really big. Um, you have great fans like me. Oh, thank you so much, Tony. Oh, great fans. Thank you. Appreciate that. Which EFI systems do you use? And he said in plural. Which systems do you find appealing? Yeah, so we've uh, we've tried a few brands out. Uh, most of our products now are all MoTeC ECUs. <laughs> so either their gold box, it's the M84 ECU, or their latest uh, M130. And the M130, the big advantage there is, like Easy said, it's a lot of the fail safes and uh, some of the additional like OEM-like controls you have, which uh, can really go a long way, can save your engine. So. Absolutely. And saving engine is key. What's the purpose of having power and, and sound if you can't enjoy it, if it's not reliable? What's the purpose, you know? BK2 Minutes asks, at the peak of this innovation, what do you think the power capabilities of EV-powered vehicles will be? Wow, that's such a... So, Andrew worked, when I met him, he worked at Karma. And Karma is in Orange County. Um, they've, they've been around for quite a while under a different umbrella, and now they're doing their own thing. But uh, I'll probably love to hear your thoughts on that, Andrew, and then I, in turn, would love to share. He's asking, at the peak of his innovation, what do you think the power capabilities of EV-powered vehicles will be? Yeah, I mean, I think it's interesting. We're, we're sort of at the point where it's uh, a lot of other components on the car that's limiting it, yes, right? It's, yes. it's tire slip or wheel, wheel slip, and uh, there's only so much power it can take before it's... Uh, to drastically change. Understood. Understood. <laughs> so, um, I think that they've done amazing work in improving torque and horsepower in those, and it's, it's tough to imagine more. Well, do you think we've eclipsed the 3,000 horsepower mark? Would it get to 6,000 horsepower? What do you think? Yeah, it, it definitely, I could see that. Yeah. So, he, he can we can definitely experience in the upper four figures, no problem. And as he mentioned, I feel that the limitations would be the components to support that. Um, I feel that biotechnology is kind of the Achilles heel at this point. Mm. Um, it's what I'm experiencing, and I know that there, there are power cells that exist, but they're quite cost prohibitive at this point. But I feel that density will continue to improve, and weights will continue to decrease, and I feel that materials will be more abundant. Um, I, I think that uh, the, the, the motor will not be the challenge BK2 Menace, as Andrew mentioned. I think he's correct. The supporting components around it will be a challenge, and we're still. I mean, internal combustion had a good 100 years head start over EV stuff. I mean, the earlier cars were electric, and then petrol engines took over, and right. then they've been around for a while, and then now this resurgence is happening. So the future is possible. Question for you, Andrew. Sweezy12 is asking, would you collaborate with Shockworks or Gunther, or perhaps Singer, if possible? Uh, yeah, it'd be interesting. We'd be yeah. happy to chat with them. He'd be more than happy to chat with them. For me, um, I've been to Gunther facilities. I know... Uh, the uh, Andrew, Andrew is his name as well. Uh, Shockworks, great guy. Um, and then Singer, I don't I think he's Singer, not Stinger, but uh, Rob has Singer, Singer, we've purchased, actually, there was a time we used to fight for the same 964s, and we've exchanged parts over the years. I sold him over a dozen Target glasses. I don't know why I get stuck piling those things, but um, yeah, we, we both welcome the opportunity to work with them, you know? Just back from puffing diesel smoke of a fresh build, see Exo Truck? I can't wait till you do that. Oh, yes, it's Exos truck. He'd be uh, Hot Wheels winner, which is really good, you know? Um, what are you guys think about the new Ford? I just watched a video from Donut Media. Oh, uh, which new Ford? I don't know what he's speaking about. Bronco? <laughs> is it a Bronco? Please elaborate, Apex Drivers Club. We're curious, you know? 
Andrew says 9972C2. You're getting a lot of, oh, you're in trouble. You should never do this weekend. You need so many questions. Okay. It's good. Andrew, discuss the difference between the standard and mil spec harness. Heat rating, are they the same? Okay, so I'm sure you're familiar with the 2BZ. Um, we have two different uh, harness versions. So we have a standard loom, uh, which is like standard automotive TXL wire, uh, and it's a fiberglass sheathing over top of it. Uh, the wires are just laid in place in the loom. We slide it over it. We put connectors and heat shrink on the end. Uh, the mill spec, though, we're using all new materials. So it's uh, Raycom DM DR25, which is definitely a higher uh, heat and abrasion resistance. And then it's Tepsil wire, and all those wires are concentric twisted. Um, it, yeah, it'd be, uh, it's a long answer, <laughs> but there's a lot of different components. Uh, heat rating has definitely improved the durability. Uh, and then it also comes with a bulkhead connector. So it's just a nice. quick disconnect to pull the engine off the car. So nice. uh, that's a video we need to do. Got to yeah. work on that. Absolutely. Rob Motorsport, I didn't know you had all that knowledge on Weber Carbs. So cool. BC, is that something you don't know? Yeah, there's a lot of things I don't know. A lot. And um, as many of my close friends and my family can attest to, I like to go to sleep every day learning something uh, that I didn't know the morning waking up. So I'm constantly trying to learn. Um, and even when I got into my first EV build, I didn't just blindly start looking at forums or reading stuff or going through rubbish on YouTube. I actually came to experts, individuals who worked in that field and, and they point me in the right direction. So yes, I'm constantly learning and yes, I appreciate the kind words, but the best is yet to come. Thoughts on the Harman EV? Thoughts on the Harman EV? It's interesting, I'd love to drive one. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I think it's pretty cool. I think it's a, the right direction for GM, especially in a division that was halted for a while and a division that was known to be just gas guzzling that's horrible right. with, with emissions yeah. and a horrible with, with fuel consumption so i think that's a great i think that's a great direction for gm for general motors absolutely what is the best standalone ecu in the market sweet <laughs> you guys are gonna get in trouble here i don't know i kind of know what he's gonna say but what is the best that's a really good question i'm, I'm sure uh you could find somebody to say something bad about any ecu <laughs> that's right? true um you know the the top of the line ecu we offer is the m130 uh, so that's motex flagship uh, it's been really, really reliable for us. Uh, it's very packed with features. Uh, it's great that they have customizable firmware. Right. Um, and I know that's something that companies like Bosch Motorsport yeah. offer as well, but I think your, the price package and the, like your individual support it, you know, will vary with some of that. So it's more OEM or race team okay. focused. So. And he's correct. I, I do, as you guys know, I'm very partial to the AM Infinity setup, but it doesn't allow me to customize firmware. So if I have, let's say, a Dodge Viper and I'm trying to implement an Infinity into a Dodge Viper and let's say fifth gen, I cannot mimic what factory did with controls on the steering wheel. I just mm -hmm. can't do any of that. While with Motec, you can write the firmware for it and <laughs> have all the fun you want. So, but I just like the fact that Infinity does offer me, like really, like a motorsports level uh, convenience at the prices of a sportsman, which is pretty cool. You know, that spoiler on the Porsche is fire, says Dom's Garage. <laughs> It's not even completed. I should probably have Matt keep it like that. No, no, That's we won't right. do that. You guys make it pretty, you know? Please, amazing lady, let Sir and I at least visit Karma when I'm in town. Amazing lady, let's... I don't know what he's saying. English. Anyway, um, have any standalone makers started shifting from... Ooh. Have any standalone makers started shifting from internal combustion to EV yet? I see a lot of manufacturers doing both. Mm -hmm. So I see Motec dabbing quite a bit. I think right. Sasha's helping them up north. Mm -hmm. And then I see 
Am I supposed to talk about that? Hall Tech is trying to get into some stuff too. And definitely AEM is doing AMEV. Right. So um, my experience has been, and I don't know if Andrew agrees with me, that I've seen that both companies are starting to exit truck. A lot of companies are starting to involve both. Not leave one for the other, but tend to embrace a little of the two. What are yeah. your thoughts? Yeah, I'd agree with that. And I'd say it's, um, it's more on like the vehicle controls and the motor control side Absolutely. rather than like BMS. I don't know if you're seeing the same thing. Um, battery, like the internal controls being... What can I say? Yes, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with everything you said, but mm -hmm. yeah, I agree. We'll talk about that. I agree. Lucas Weinsberg, oh, this is a good question. You probably like this. Um, how can you make a turbo build more reliable for racing? Well, um, you know, I think the the whole point about fail safes is a great one. You yes, know, good, good, good. With the good. ECU is, fail safes is are impressive. Good, right? and, uh, you know, there's a mechanical portion of that too, right? As Extremely. far as compression ratio and the cam selection and... Uh, at least in these air-cooled engines, you know, you can't just blast them oh, with understood. high boost yes. and uh, high compression. So it has to be a full system. And we hit all the proper, he actually checked all the boxes properly. Uh, you have to have a solid foundation. So I'm inundated, especially in the sport compact world, I'm inundated with people who just want to use a factory setup and just throw everything they can at it. That's just a recipe for disaster. I reluctantly do some of those. I'm very conservative with those tunes. I have very little ignition timing. I have a lot of rich mixtures going in there and I already know that because we designed these components and we know even if you just took a, a standard factory rod and put it through an, an FEA analysis you can see all these stretches rise it's scary right a lot of these engines were built to handle 30 horsepower per cylinder and we're trying to do 150 200 per cylinder it's just it's, it's madness so as Andrew mentioned the basis has to be strong first solid foundation and the rest will follow which is great so that being said Couple that with engine management solutions that are very robust and allow for fail safes, that can increase your reliability significantly. You know? Message me, I just may have a guy you might want to pick his brain on around power storage issues. Thank you so much indeed. Or even better, the Cobra Jet 1400, not biased or anything. Of course you're not biased, because it's part of that. That Cobra Jet is awesome. Did you see that Cobra Jet? What is that? Um, Ford and our signature 911 chap, uh -huh. um, they built this drag race EV using Cascadia components. Oh, okay. it's, it's ridiculous. Ran eight, first time out, just in testing. It's, it's ridiculous. It's That's impressive. Very encouraging. I like that a lot, you know? Did you tune any uh, TDIs, like VW 1.9 TDIs or any diesel engines? Yes. So, Rod, I do have canned flashes for the diesels. Um, I it's, it's too dirty a fuel for me, so mm -hmm. I'm not a huge... I don't embrace that technology a lot, but if you have a vehicle that you need a, a, like a, like a nice little canteen, I can, I can do something for you. I use WinOLS to do that, by all means, you know? I want that blue-white joint in the back, says Jean Flon, Florent. That's a client's car. He can't, he, I don't yeah. think he's going to sell it. I'll just offer him a very pretty penny. You know, while I house that, a lot of people kept asking me to buy it. Max said, no, he's not selling it. He's not selling it, you know? Um, hey, BC, move the camera. I can see your face. Okay, I'm lean in. How about that? Is that better? Better. Sorry, we're almost done anyways. 47 minutes already. Can you believe that? Wow. Crazy, huh? Goes by very quickly. Um, BC, can I see your whole face? Okay, sorry. I'm, he's my guest. I'm trying to give my guest the, the limelight here, guys. Okay? Forgive me indeed. Turn your phone sideways. You can see it. Oh, my God. Okay. I, I, we'll share it. We'll share it. How's that? that? Is that good enough? Squeeze okay. in here, BC. There you go. Okay. Go make a you. You're missing so much, Patrick Dabs. Okay, we talked about EVs, we talked about corporation, we talked about five axis. I'm here in Long Beach at Rassam Product. We talked about Andrew and his wonderful 
journey with the air-cooled setups. We talk about water-cooled setups, GT3s. We talk about five-axis opportunities. We talk about carb-approved uh, parts for old-school Porsches. We talk about everything, you know? We talk about EV all-wheel drive performance. Any PC motor EV all-wheel drive performance monster soon? Yeah. Unbeknownst to him, we're going to work together on something else. He, he doesn't know that yet. But he's smiling because I guess now he knows. Where do you think the internal combustion aftermarket parts manufacturers are going to go pivot or going to pivot once EVs start to take over? What do you think is going to happen? I think manufacturers are going to pivot. Um, yeah, that's a good question. I think uh, my hope, obviously, is there's still a good market for uh, ICE components and uh, those that love their uh, uh, combustion engines. But uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see it transition. I think the, uh, a lot of the engine-based companies are really going to have to pivot in some yes. ways, right? I'm starting to see some, I mean, if you think back to Borg Warner, they already started years ago to start dabbling into the EV space, mm -hmm. and hence Cascadia came to light to that. They used to brand their own electric motors as Borg Warner, but they switched over. I know some companies that are close to us who deal a lot with turbo controls, and they're starting to move over into pumps for EV conversions. Okay. Um, there are companies that we partner with that deal primarily with spark plugs, yeah, it's easy to remember, but they're not starting to focus more on sensors. So companies are starting to, I feel that just like anything else, um, large organizations that don't tend to sway with the times and move with times, like Kodak, anyway, will end up having challenges. It's, it's good to embrace newer stuff. Uh, for Andrew, yes, there'll always be an opportunity for people who, who continue to do just beautiful things with internal combustion. And if anything, I see more embracing of a combination of electric motors and ICE because people no matter what we do people still love the sound the smell the vibe people just love internal combustion no matter right. what so there's an opportunity to combine the two yeah there may be an opportunity to do that but um, I do see a lot of shifts and it, it, it is going to happen it is going to happen you know your caps are clean as F thank you so much 200 appreciate the kind words what clutch did you use in CRV build sprung or sprung this clutch masters or custom setup well I use action and it was a sprung disc. See, I'm not an advocate of unsprung discs. They transfer a lot of drivetrain shock to the gears, and if your gears are robust to the axles, I like something to absorb some of that initial impact. So, an action clutch make me a custom one. So hit them up. They're here on Instagram. They can definitely help you out. You know. How much power are you hoping to get out of the Hyundai and reliable fun power? It depends. Um, the one R spec. You can shoot north of 300 wheel. The challenge is. The fuel pump system, that's the problem, indeed. Zani's dad says ICE is dead. I beg to differ. It's still strong and running. And even to my chagrin, today, as we sit today, only 2.2% of new car sales are with EVs. So it's still a huge, robust market and will continue for many, many years to come. Thank you so much, Zani's dad. Appreciate the kind words. On the also horsepower Genesis, did you upgrade the drive axis? If so, what degree of tolerance? I actually left that to our friends at Drivetrain Shop. So they supplied the entire drivetrain, including the shaft I think you have now, and axles as well. Hello, West Coast. Good seeing you indeed. Yes, it is mean, Kovot. I agree with you. I hope to join it one day. That's pretty cool. Answer your question, Arstek. All right, answer that. What is the, both of you guys, dream Porsche? Unlimited budget, what would it be? Mm. We're talking just a new off the line for He said or? budget, he said builds. Builds? Yeah. Okay. Mm. What would it be? Yeah, that's 
a little cliche, I guess, but I think the 9-18 would be... Oh, you got, you I got probably, me! I'm uh, sorry, BZ. It's like the easy one. Yeah, he did, he did. <laughs> okay. What would you do with that car? He said 9-18. Okay, what would I do on limited budget? Uh, since he took 9-18, because I was going to do that, but... Let's say a custom Kramer K4, fully streetable. Wow, I like it. That's what I'm doing. Nice. That would be me. But streetable, not a full track one, but or some crazy low map. Ooh, a 908. No, no. I, I'll stick with my K4. <laughs> K4. K4. That'd be cool. Unlimited budget. I will check my budget, Lucas. Thank you indeed. Is Kinzer the only option for F22 AITBs? No, Ed. Um, you could do some clever things. You could have a custom manifold made and use Borla ITBs on it. You could modify even the standard Borla for the uh, H22. You could reach out to the guys from, um, uh, they're in England. I met, the owner's name is Michael. Oh my God, what's the company in England? Single used to use it for ITVs back in the day. Genvy? Genvy, yes. You can use Genvy stuff as well. Thank you, thank you. Great Use Genvy as well, by all means, you know? Uh, but you know, use electric motor assisted turbos to prevent lag versus traditional retarding timing and antenna. Those are three different things, sir. So electric assisted turbos have advantages, um, and still you have to retard timing. Anytime you do, okay, you, you remember when in school, right? And we address Charles Law, but whenever you compress a gas, what happens to the temperature? It's increasing. Yeah, so <laughs> no matter what, even with electric turbos, we're compressing the gas, in the combustion chamber, the temperature is going to go up and we don't need as much ignition advance to ignite it properly. So we still have to retard. So the fact that it's electrically assisted or that the turbos, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't, there's no correlation there. Um, and anti-lag, yes, it could give us opportunity to do less, if not do away. But the cool thing about anti-lag, think about it is, as name implies, it allows us to eat our cake somehow and have it too. We can launch on a larger turbo, to give us more top-end power, but have the anti-lag capabilities so we don't have that weird delay in response and all that kind of stuff. So, that being said, um, as I mentioned, there are three different things we're talking about, which we're not 53 minutes and it's gonna cut me off any time now. Okay, so that being said, let me see a couple more questions. Hello, Boggy, good seeing you. Jeremiah, greetings indeed. GT3 all day, thank you so much. CGT, good choice. Hello, Rustic, good seeing you. Um, if I plan on making parts for the Veloster N, oh my god, there's so many things I want to do. And I developed a lot of parts of mine, but they're all prototypes, and I haven't brought to market. So, here's one thing I'm going to bring to market in the next few weeks. I will bring to market, with my partners from CSF, a proper intercooler. You don't have to cut things out of your car. It's not restricted. And the, the surface area is amazing. It takes full advantage of the entire aperture in the front. And I have a prototype of my vehicle now, and it allows for much better delta than anything on the market. So that is coming first. I'll try my best after that to do some good things. Doesn't the Hyundai Encumber Antelac stock? No, it does not. That it does not. It does have rev matching, which you can enable and disable. It also has the opportunity to have that beautiful burble and backfire that is so commonplace with the BMWs nowadays. But anyway, well, guys, thank you so much for joining me on this 155th episode of Bismo. Tech Tuesday, thank you Andrew as well yeah, for joining me today as well. Like, thank you guys for loving him and all the hearts because I get scared every time I bring an engineer on because you guys kind of freak out, so thank you so much. But um, looks like we'll be coming back here again because you guys enjoyed it. I will do a quick walk around his facility in a moment, so I'll jump out for Instagram, cut me out, I'll jump back in and hopefully you can join me. 
Talk to you soon, guys. Take care. Cheers. Bye-bye. Thank you, Rod. Thank you so much. Thanks, everybody. Cheers. Bye-bye.